0: Hello, hello, hello. How is everybody doing? This is Michael here at iLove Real Estate. And we have today's iLove Real Estate success story. And we have Julie who's going to join us. And she is going to share some pretty... uh, The one thing that you will find within the iLove Real Estate community is how each student uses and applies some strategies and techniques and things that they've learned within the community from Dimna in a very, very different way. So uh, let's get straight into it and introduce Julie. Now, Julie is from Western Australia. She has been a student for a number of years now in the Isle of Real Estate community. Um, and she's also spoken on stage and she's done some amazing stuff. And I think that the key point with Julie is uh, her ability that she's learnt to network quite well. Julie, how are you doing? good thanks Michael
1: (laughs) hi everyone yeah it's really it's nice to be here Um, I'm here at the last minute actually this morning I was ready to go off to the beach for a swim Um, I've decided to today is going to be the day that I'm going to dive into the ocean even though it's been cold (laughs) so um, Michael's helped me to put that off for a bit but I'll do it after this
0: (laughs) You're, you're, you're diving into a very different activity here (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's no i've got to say Julie, it's the one thing that i found is just that um you know you, you you've been so kind of like um gracious in being able to go you know what i'm happy to help out happy to help out and it's just it's it's one of those things that i just just love with the with the community mm. i think it's the you know it's the it's the i love real estate there's a there's a good there's a good feeling of of community and stuff so thank you so much thank you so much Uh, All right. Now for anyone who has, let me just make sure everything's all going there. We've got everyone joined up. Okay. Good. Good. Okay. That's all good. Um, Now, anyone on Facebook, uh, please, if you haven't already, um, the best uh, way to have a better experience is to join us here via Zoom. I'm just going to put the link into for those Facebookers. So if you're on Facebook, click onto this link and join us in Zoom for that better experience. There you go. Uh, Now, let's get straight into it, Julie. So I want to kind of find out a little bit about um, where you're at before joining the community. So can you give us a bit of an idea of, you know, what life was like before you joined? Is that okay?
1: So, yep. Um, I live in Perth, as Michael said, and I was married with three children and I had always really liked property and wanted to invest in property. So um, eventually... Um, once I'd started sort of working again after having the kids I my husband and I decided to do a couple of houses well a house and land package it was around the two, 2007 time and um, property prices were going up so we did a house and land package we lived in Joondalup which is 25 k's north of the city and we built a house and land package down in Secret Harbour which is 60 k's south of the city um, that went well and so by the end end of it being finished built it was worth probably 80 to 100,000 more than what we had paid for it but rather than sell it and cash in um, because we were trying to get money to build our dream house in Yanchep we decided to hold it and build another one so what happened the following year when we were building the second one was the GFC hit and we were halfway through the build when that happened so we couldn't get out of it we had to uh, keep paying money to get this house completed whilst property prices started going down. So by the time it was completed, we had to sell it for a loss, and um, it was you know quite devastating. Really, uh, we were living in a rental property in Dunleer Up, and we. After six years of renting, I just decided, you know what, I just want to live in my own house. We've got a house in Secret Harbour. We didn't build it for us. We built it as an investment, but I just decided that I wanted to move into that. Um, At least I could be by the beach because Secret Harbour is a beachside suburb and just a complete change of scenery from, you know, where we would lived for the last 20 years. So um, because of all of that, I really just gave up on property. I didn't want to do it anymore. I thought that It's just not for me. I know other people make money out of it, but we couldn't. So I went away for a girls weekend away a few months later and my husband went to a uh, Dimpner free event in Perth. (laughs) And um, I came back from my girls weekend and my husband said to me, oh, you've got to see this lady, like you're going to change your mind about wanting to to do property again. Like She talks a lot of sense. And I said, well, that's great. Um, and he said, well, she, back, she won't be back in Perth for another year. So I said, oh, okay, I'll see her next year when she comes. And he said to me, no, I've booked um, tickets to Sydney to go and see her next month. You can't wait for a year to go and see her. And I'm just like, oh no. Like I'm trying to pull back on frivolous spending and try and like get somewhere in life. And um, here's you spending more money on airfares now and accommodation to Sydney, but it was great. So we, we went there, um, watched That's- Jim's free event.
0: I've um, got to say that that's a lot of commitment too, you know. Like clearly there was a, like a penny that had dropped, and it's like, no, nah, we've got to fly because it's from Perth, isn't it? From Perth, you're on the other side there. And just just on what you mentioned as well, when the GFC hit, Perth got hit a little bit harder than everywhere else, didn't it? So it was oh, a real,
1: probably. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was kind of like a yeah, a tough thing. And then of course, out of that, it's like, oh, let's take the money to fly over to Sydney. Yes. Yeah.
1: So then, you know, we spent $5,000 on um, joining the ultimate program and uh, we just knew it was going to be worthwhile. So we did the boot camp here in Perth. But um, when I went to the boot camp, like I was still in the state of thinking, like, I'm just not sure that I've got the confidence to do this because, you know, we failed basically Uh in the past. Uh And I've gone to the boot camp and I've seen all these people talking confidently about money and, you know, how much equity they've got in their house, you know, one to two million dollars and that kind of thing. And I just felt so small and insignificant and like I really didn't belong there I, because I just was not in a great financial position. And also, I just, I don't know, I didn't have the confidence and I, I didn't really talk to many people, to be honest, because... Um, I, I didn't feel worthy of being there.
0: Mm, mm.
1: But when after T- yeah, a,
0: tough, a tough one, yeah, no, that's that's a that's a tough one, isn't it? Because you're, you're, yes. I mean, like for those who've, who've been kind of coming along to the events, and we've got an ultimate boot camp running at the moment. Um, it's all online, so there's less yeah. of that kind of interaction. But previously, mm. it was a table, and it was about maybe eight yes. people to a table. We're yeah. all interacting and talking, yes. and um, Yeah, yeah, tough one, and and now I I just want to highlight this because I know things have changed on this one as well. That you weren't confident to talk, was that right? Yes. (laughs) Stay, stay tuned on this point. I'm I'm mentioning it for a reason because things change on this point. Okay.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah, what I did, though, like, I, as I said, I wasn't confident. So being in Perth, I just I really wanted to connect with people that were doing stuff in Perth, like along the lines of what Dipner was teaching as far as um, positive gearing and, you know, creating the manufacturing growth in properties and that kind of thing. Uh, so I just sought out uh, property investment groups and meetings in Perth to try and find someone in Perth that was doing this strategy not the negative gearing that everyone was talking about at the time
0: mm. so and- this, this is the start of you kind of getting into the networking side of things yes isn't it yeah. you were just like you were reaching out to people in the local area
1: yeah because i just yeah. wanted proof that it could be done in perth mm-hmm. because perth is a very different market to the eastern states and um yeah so throughout that networking i Started to meet quite a few people, and I, you know, I met people that are that were doing it in Perth, and also people that were just connected and want and looking for these types of properties as well, like, and and understanding the strategies. I think that was more it, like just actually being on the same wavelength with the strategies.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, yeah, so I set by the end of that year, I towards the end of that year, I set myself a goal. I said, I'm going to write an offer on a property before Christmas because Uh I thought otherwise I'm just going to keep learning um, and not doing. So I put an offer on a house and um, it wasn't accepted, but at least I had taken that action. And that was a, that was a big turning point really for me Mm -hmm. Um, throughout doing that. I had been looking all over Perth at all these different strategies Doing lots of feasibilities, giving myself analysis paralysis, and looking at, at suburbs that I probably couldn't even afford anyway. So when I realised what I was doing, I thought, no, I'm just going to look for a diamond in my own backyard. I know the suburb that I'm living in, which is Secret Harbour. So I went into the local real estate agent to tell her, this is what I do. I uh, so I haven't mentioned that I decided after the boot camp that our strategy would be to renovate and flip.
0: So, And this is, this is something yeah. kind of like you got kind of like you, you clarified your goals. Was that, was that where that yeah. happened? Is yeah. that, do you want to tell us just a, a little bit about what happened and why that was your strategy?
1: Yeah, because we had been stuck in the GFC with a house that was being built and property prices going down, I did not want to be stuck in a market where I had no control anymore. And my husband also was a tradie. And I had admin skills, so between with all of those things put together, we decided that our best strategy was to renovate and sell quickly. So um, that's what we wanted to do. We we did understand though that he wouldn't be doing the work, um, even though he could possibly do it, because we wanted to do it quickly. Like our main goal was to get in and out quickly, because mm. we didn't want to be stuck, because you know that hurt that hurt us before. Yeah. So, um, yes, yeah, so I went into the local real estate agent and just said, like, I'm a renovator. <laughs> haven't done any yet. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm just looking for something that's run down that I can buy, renovate and sell again for a profit. And she said, yes, I know exactly what you're after. And I'm the one for you. I'm your partner in this and I'll find you something. So um, I think it was about three days before Christmas, she rang me and she said, Jules, I've got the property for you. But we can't get you in because the tenants are being really difficult. And I said, "That's fine. Just send me the floor plan of the house and the address." And I, um, I knew from the floor plan that it was a good house. It flowed well, and I knew the location was good. And it's a um, family suburb, so it had a decent sized backyard. It had all the tick tickler boxes for families.
0: Hmm. So just- hey, sorry, I don't want to. I, I know I'm interrupting here, but but there's a there's a a particular point here, which I think is really needs a bit of clarity as well. And that is that you reached out to a real estate agent, and you gave them a very clear indication of exactly what you were looking for. Yep. They then literally found it and delivered it straight to you. Absolutely. Yep. That's just, uh, Demna talks about mates in the market. And I think even uh, the coaches, Michael and Sarah said, when you're actually looking for a deal, you just deliver them. This is exactly what I'm looking for. And then yep. It it, it yep. works so well, so so, yeah. yeah classic classic applying applying the um, the training, yeah.
1: Yes, that's and it, and it just,
0: delivers back, yeah.
1: Yeah, and you know, once once I was clear on what I'm after, then I can communicate that very clearly to people. So it's yeah, it doesn't complicate things. Mm. And yeah, so we put in an offer because we couldn't get in. The, the um, tenants were being difficult, and the owners lived in Queensland, and it was just you know a few days before Christmas. Um, I, we just put in an offer subject to satisfactory viewing when we could. So by the time they got to show people through the property, we already had it under offer. Um, so yeah, our offer was accepted. So um, yeah, so we settled on it on the 23rd of February. And by the 23rd of March, we had, a, we had an offer, uh, was under, under offer again. So one we'd month. done the reno. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: So we'd, we'd done the reno and had it sold again in four weeks.
0: And, and what did you make in one month?
1: Uh, $36,000. So, awesome,
0: for a yeah. month. For yeah. a month. <laughs> That's a nice return for a month, isn't it?
1: It was, but more importantly for us, it showed us that, yes, we do know what we're doing and we've got the formula. We Yeah, we know how to do it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome. So you did you do it again?
1: Yes, yeah, so because <laughs> by now I was... I was just excited, really, and, you know, therefore confident as well because I had success um, with my
0: first deal. I went to... Actually, Julie, sorry, I I don't want to kind of hold you up here, but can you describe how that deal changed your approach? Because you did come in because you mentioned you didn't have the confidence and so forth. Mm. How did that deal actually change you? Because you mentioned it gave you confidence. Do Do you want to... Is there anything else you could kind of expand on that?
1: Um yeah well de- definitely confidence um, in knowing that I had a I had a system basically um, that I had employed whilst doing this. A lot of it was just keeping my energy level right up. I was not prepared to have any negativity on site at all, even if there were problems. all problems can be solved so um, it was yeah uh, that that was a big part of it. Actually, Mm, mm, yeah,
0: awesome, awesome, cool.
1: Um, so because I was excited, I just went to another like free event in Perth and it was like Richard Branson millionaire sort of type of event, entrepreneurs event. And I saw someone there that I'd met through my property investing um, networking, so I just went up to him and said, Oh, like I'm just so excited, we just did our first deal and we made $36,000. And he said, Oh, that's fantastic. He said, I've been doing this strategy where I talk to homeowners that are about to have their houses um, taken over by the bank because they're in mortgage arrears. So I've got this um, house under option at the moment, but we don't have any renovation expertise and we don't have any money to do the reno. So can we joint venture with you? And I said, yes,
0: absolutely. So (laughs) cool. Funny those connections. (laughs) Yes.
1: Yeah so um we did that deal so all up we put in sixty thousand dollars because we had to um we paid the homeowner twenty thousand dollars and then they walked away from the house and all the debts associated with it we paid the mortgage arrears the um rates arrears and anything else that was in arrears and we paid the ongoing mortgage payments while we were doing the reno we did the reno in three weeks and um it took 10 days to sell once it was completed and the profit in that was $100,000, so we split that $50,000 to us and $50,000 to the other couple. And so, when you think about, we didn't buy that property; we put in $60,000 of our own cash, and we project managed the renovation. We made $50,000 return on our $60,000 investment, so it was a really good return. And it was in, you know, within probably a couple of months is what wow. what we got that return. Yeah.
0: Another nice return in a very short period of time, yeah. Yes, yep. and and I and I think that that the thing you probably should mention is that it may seem like you know, it, I mean, like a hundred thousand is actually a lot of money yes. in in like two months as well, which is amazing. Yes. So it's just it's it's these short you know chunks.
1: It was, and it's a it was a cheap property. It was a little three bedroom, one bathroom house, and um, it sold for three hundred and twenty thousand. So wow. yeah. Yeah, so it's not like million-dollar properties either. So, um, as you said, Michael, we we're on a roll, no stopping us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're gaining momentum, you're getting confidence, and <laughs> things yeah. are aligning, yeah.
1: Yes, uh, except that my husband and I then split up after 25 years of marriage. So um, that sort of put a halt on our um, renovating and flipping journey. So I spent a year just um, getting my life back on track, really,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or you know, so figuring out what it what it meant moving forward. And um, towards the end of that year, one of the guys that ran one of the property um, groups that I had been going to the uh, monthly meetings um, contacted me and said, oh, "I would really love you to you and Gary to speak at our April event um, about that takeover deal that you did, um, the one that I just described." And I said, well, that's okay, but Gary and I've split up, but I'm happy to come and, and do the presentation for you. So I did that. And the next morning, someone that had been there um, rang me and she said, look, I saw you last night. I'm a very busy woman. I've got, um, I've got my own property management business and I'm passionate about property, but I don't have the time to actually do any investing. So can I joint venture with you in a Renault Flip? So um, I said, yes, okay. We can
0: do that. Isn't it amazing what happens when you you, you are confident yeah. and you're out there and you're sharing and then suddenly these things go. And the other thing is you're very clear on what you're good at. This mm. is what you're good at. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Mm. So, yeah. So, ha- so what happened with this one?
1: So... I found a little house, a little asbestos cottage in Perth's cheapest suburb. So the previous houses that I had done and also the houses i would lived in have all been double brick. So asbestos was new to me, but I just thought, oh, well, I can do anything. So it was a massive learning curve. I had to learn a lot about asbestos while, we were, while I was doing this project, but it all worked out fine. It was just a cute little cottage. It really just needed some paint and tidying up um, and a bit of staging furniture in there. So it was, we bought it for two, or she bought it for 230. I haven't, I didn't put any money into the deal and she paid for the renovation and we made $23,000 profit out of that. So quite a small profit, which we also split, but it showed her, it gave her the confidence that I do know what I'm doing. I did the renovation in three weeks. And um, the formula works as well. So, um, yeah, that, that worked out well. And that gave her confidence to move forward and buy another property, a bit more expensive to do another joint venture.
0: 23K in less than a month. Oh, okay, yeah. nice. But then that, that was split 50-50 too. Yeah. So, it was, a, it was a smaller one, but still, yeah, yeah. G- gave that confidence. Yeah, awesome. Hmm. Uh, so, you did another one with her, did you?
1: Yes, I did. Um, so... I know that sometimes people want to hear about stuff that might go wrong as far as, you know, instead of just always feeling like everything's just glossy and shiny and successful Mm. Um, in, in any sort of renovation that I've done, there's, there's usually some sort of issues that need solving, but in this particular one, we bought this property. So this is the second one I've done with this JV partner now, Uh, I was approached by a property developer that I know that had um, a client that had bought a property and uh, they'd split it into three. So the original house was on the middle block and then they had two side blocks, uh, you know, one on each side. So this property developer said to me, um, have you got a JV partner that would be interested in buying this asbestos cottage in this small block? And I said, and it was a good suburb near Fremantle. So I said, yes, I do. So we bought it, uh, my JV partner bought it but the titles hadn't been issued yet. And the developer told me that the titles would be issued in six weeks. So we just, uh, she put in the offer, got it accepted. um, And then we assumed that we would start in six weeks time. As it turned out, the titles didn't get issued for 11 months. And yeah, so although there weren't any holding costs associated with that because she didn't own the property yet, what happened was in, in that time, there were a lot of protests for a new highway that was being built um, to the side of that suburb. It was sort of going to come along the back of that suburb. And because of all the uncertainty and whether the highway was going to go through or, you know, just with all the protests, the property prices in that suburb were going down exactly. and we could, she couldn't get out of the contract. So my feasibility had that the property would sell for $595,000 once it was completed And as this was going on, as months were going on and no titles were being issued, we couldn't start the renovation. I didn't want to start the renovation before the titles were issued either, before we owned it or before Mm. she owned it, because I just felt that was too risky. And I'm glad that I didn't, because we would have been sitting there with a renovated property for all this time as well, because it took 11 months. Um, So yeah, so property prices were going down. So eventually we got titles 11 months later, did the reno, Went to sell it, and the we yeah it was on the market for three weeks, and it didn't sell for yeah it didn't sell for what we needed it to sell for. Basically, didn't get any offers um, at that price. So my JV partner decided that she would keep it in her portfolio, and she would pay me out a project management fee. And uh, yeah, so she would keep it. So there's always there's always you know option two and option three with with any deal. Um, you know that we do, and so she was quite okay with doing that. as She owned a property management business, so um, you know that that worked well for her. What happened um, over the following year, though, after she held on to it, the highway didn't go through, and property prices went back up, and she was able to refinance at the end of the year, and the bank valued it at five hundred ninety-five thousand, which is
0: which yeah. is exactly what you said. <laughs> Amazing! Amazing! So, that, yeah, that's that's amazing. That's so cool.
1: Yeah, but that was sort of something that definitely needed solving, and it took it probably took a year to solve. Really.
0: Wow, tough one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And look, it's a, it's a good point as well because um, it's um, and and it's the thing I've noticed is that you know what what you're describing here is an attitude that you're wanting to solve problems. Yeah. And you and and you've mentioned it as well just a bit earlier is that you said, "Oh, I can do anything." And I, and I think that that really is a key point is that no matter what comes up at you, you've got the tools or you've got the support or you've got the info, whatever it is, and, or the, the confidence to be able to solve a problem, any yeah. problem that come, comes your way. So, yeah, awesome. Awesome. Mm. Thanks for sharing that one.
1: Yeah, no worries. So,
0: so what did you do then? Well, <laughs> did some, someone call you or did someone kind of get in contact with you again?
1: Well, I went to um, a networking event for passionate property people and yep. um, met, a, met a man there. He said, oh, what do you do? I told him what I did. Um, so the next day he sent me an email. He said, look, I'm a very busy man, but I'm passionate about property. Can I um, have a coffee meeting with you and talk to you about um, joint venturing with you so that we can do a reno flip together?
0: Now, so, does everyone see a trend happening here? there's a pattern emerging i don't know if you see the pattern emerging uh divna calls it your cookie cutter you do it again and again and it's just like you you, you're really got on your role here haven't you you've got that kind of confidence you've got that role and you've got you're you're getting getting out with your networking so yeah awesome yep
1: yeah so um, did a, I found another one in the suburb that I live in, in secret Harbor. So it was a mortgagee in possession and there was graffiti on the walls and, um, smashed windows, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, he, I, I've given him the confidence to buy this <laughs> terrible looking property at auction. Yep. <laughs> um auctions aren't normal that weren't normally the way that we would um buy properties in Perth at the time so that mm-hmm. was a bit nerve-wracking for him but anyway did the renovation and that one probably took about eight to ten weeks because there was a lot of work to be done in that one
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um so the the profit in that was 40,000 which we split so we got 20,000 each so that nice. was okay yeah um but once again, it was in Perth's very flat market too. So,
0: mm.
1: um, you know, like they're not, they're not huge numbers, but um, yeah, they're profits.
0: Absolutely. And, and it's, a, you know, what is it? It's a, but just over two months.
1: Yeah. yeah. You're getting you know, was, you
0: know, 20 grand each over, you know, every two months. That's, that's a, yeah. a nice return.
1: Yeah. And it was a buy price of 257,000 and a sell price of 409,000. So, you know, they're not, they're not high, really high end properties or anything. Um, there was something else I was going to say about that, but that doesn't matter. We'll just move on. Yep. Sure. yep.
0: <laughs> oh, well, actually, the one thing that I wanted to ask you is that with all of these deals, were you who, who was putting the money in?
1: They're putting the money in 100%. So I don't put any money into the deals. So they buy the property either in their name or in their trust, however they like to do it. And they pay for the stamp duty, the settlement costs, the renovation costs, the holding costs. And, uh, but I project manage it all. So I find the property. Mm -hmm. So I suppose rather than charging a buyer's agent's fee, um, that's just part of my um, joint venture share Mm -hmm. is I find the property, I do the feasibility, the due diligence, the suburb research, all the rest of it and um i project manage the reno so i'm there most days and i'm, I'm liaising with the trades. so they really have nothing to do with it so because they're busy people they don't want the day-to-day stuff um yep. i'm doing that and then i just email them the invoices and um you know i'll send them at the end of every week um you know project summary of a timeline of where we're at and you know uh, keeping communication the whole time but yep. uh, they're certainly not on site and I'm making the decisions.
0: Yeah, yeah, awesome, awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, there is a question here about the cost of the renos and I, and I think that um, uh, you have mentioned that on a couple of them, haven't you? Yep. Yep, um, so. so.
1: I'll just see what the question is. Um, the cost of the renos so we can get a sense of what was spent on the renos. So the very first one that we did, um, we bought the property for 360000 We spent 17000 on the reno. And we made $36,000 profit. So this and the second one, uh, which was the one that we didn't buy, it was a takeover deal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We spent, I think, $25,000 on that reno. And uh, but we also paid out a lot of other costs because it was a different kind of deal. Um, so all up, we spent $60,000 on all the expenses with and that, that dip. and
0: that's the one that you made 100k on, yeah, 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 yeah. okay, yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Then the very first JV that I did on my own without my husband and um, with the JV partner was um, the buy price was 230, the mm-hmm. renovation was 23,000, and the profit was 23,000. Then the one um, that I just described with um, the Basically, mortgagee in possession. We bought it for two fifty seven. The Reno on that was actually eighty thousand uh, dollars, so that yep. needed new windows throughout, um, new aircon. Um, my JV partner also wanted a security system installed on that one because of the previous, you know, people that had lived there, um, and then the Reno. So and the staging. The my uh, staging um, costs is included in my Reno cost as well. So that was um, a very expensive Renault, but still there was profit in it and it yeah. needed to be done to bring it to the level that that suburb wanted for mm-hmm. a family home. Um, yes. Yeah, so then the next one, um, uh, okay, that's good. Oh, sorry, I are looking, <laughs> looking,
0: looking at the You're looking at the chat, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll get rid of
1: that. I, don't, um,
0: I, I, I can read them out. I think Tabitha was asking, yeah. how did how did Julie decide what her time is worth or were these deals a percentage profit split?
1: Yeah, percentage spread. So it's 50-50 percentage profit split. So my, yeah. my part of the joint venture is to find the property and to project manage it. And that's my yep. time. Yeah, yep. and my time and my expertise and also my... Uh, contacts with my trades and that kind of thing as well.
0: Yep. Awesome. So,
1: um, the next one that I did, oh, that's right. So, after that, I, because Perth's market was pretty flat, you know, it wasn't that easy to just like keep churning over properties quickly. You know, like once I've got it, I can do it quickly, but to find them and find something that's going to make a profit, um, you know, I was finding there was, you know, quite a few months in between. So I started running workshops to teach people how to renovate for profit because I've I found that people, even if they'd done some sort of property education or they had some sort of experience, they still weren't confident with the actual steps to, to do that were going to make the biggest difference without being overwhelmed with so much stuff that they can research. So um, I've started running workshops to Um, teach people each step so they bring their laptop along and I show them the websites to go to and I have just simple templates that they can use to get them really clear on the suburb research get them clear on their feasibility get them clear on what needs to be done on the reno so while I was running one of these workshops one of the ladies in my workshop said to me that um, she was very busy but she also she had cash that she could buy a property so she asked me if she could joint venture with me um, to find a deal and, and do it with her. So um, that's the next one that I did.
0: That's, that's deal number six, is it?
1: Uh, it was about that, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I,
0: I'm, I'm trying to count. I'm trying <laughs> to count. Okay. So how did that one go? That, that was a, a bit of a cheap house, was it?
1: Yes. Um, yep. it, it was back in the cheap suburb in Perth called Medina. Mm-hmm. And it had been under offer but um, someone's finance had fallen over. So it was a deceased estate. It was quite uninhabitable. So we put in a cash offer of 130,000. We said we can settle quickly. So that was appealing to them because finance had fallen over previously; they couldn't get a you know a Mm. loan for the property. And being a deceased estate, the beneficiaries were in England and the um, executor was in Singapore. So basically, you know, solved their problem. Here's the cash. Yeah, yeah. We'll take over your problem. So we did that. We got it for 130. We spent fifty thousand on the Renault and that mm-hmm. includes um staging furniture. And we sold it before the first home open for two hundred and fifty nine thousand and the profit in that was sixty three thousand. And that was over Christmas New Year time. And I think that Renault took about six weeks.
0: Sixty three K profit over Chrissy. That's a nice Chrissy present, isn't it? <laughs>
1: So I split that with my JV partner. So we've got $31,500 each.
0: And and once again, you didn't put any money into it? No. You're using your expertise, your project management skills, your contacts, and obviously your management skills and and, and so forth. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. Cool. Um, You did another one, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I did. So so she was pretty happy with that. So um, we started looking, well, I started looking for something else. And I found this one back in Secret Harbour again. I do look in a lot of other suburbs, but these seems to be the ones that have worked. So that's what I'm doing. Um, so I found this one and it was a mortgagee sale and it was the auction was on the 21st of December. So still in Perth, auctions aren't um, that popular. So it's usually only the mortgagee sales that go to auction. And because of the um, terms with the auctions, people, unless you've got cash, it's pretty hard to bid. So a lot of people will go to these auctions and wait for it to be passed in so that mm. they can then put in an offer subject to finance. But so I said to my JV partner, we have to get this property for 300,000 and we have to get it at the auction because I know that someone will pay more for it than that. And I'm I'm hoping that I'll be the only bidder. Uh, did my previous JV partners keep doing JVs with me as well? Yes. So the first JV partner I did two... Uh, deals with her but because she kept the second house the one you know where the property prices went down for 11 months while the titles um, weren't issued and then she ended up keeping it in her portfolio that was kind of her out of the market as far as buying more properties goes so um, then the-
0: and she and she paid you out because it wasn't a sell me. yeah 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 okay.
1: yeah yep. yep. so then the next man um, he that one that we spent um, or that was the um smashed window house I've only done the one with him he sort of then went on and started his own business and that kind of thing so um that yeah that was that one and then this JV partner that came to me through my workshops um I've done two with her so um after this second one um is when COVID hit so she's actually gone and bought her dream property now so um she's living on the land and very happily Mm
0: -hmm. um
1: no, that's okay. Please, I'm going back to my previous comment. <laughs> that's good. So this, because I, I just wanted to share this one because it's quite, quite a different one again, and it's, you know, it's just fun to do all these different deals. So I've gone to the auction. I knew what my walkaway figure was. I knew that we had to pay no more than three hundred thousand for it, and I knew someone, if they were going to put in an offer subject to finance, that they would pay more. So I've gone to the auction. I am the only bidder, luckily. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I put in an offer of two hundred thousand. Yep. And no one else has put in a bid. So then they've just taken me outside and said okay we're just going to talk in private now. So they've rung the um the bank the bank people you know like the people that work for the mortgagee stuff and they've said to me look the reserve price is 340 and I said look I'm really sorry like the best I can do is 280 so I can't go I'm not I'm not spending 340 so remembering that my walk away is actually 300. Yep and um so then they've rung them back again and they said well actually they've got a fallback um reserve price which is 320. so i'd never heard of a fallback reserve price before i just thought the reserve price was the reserve price so they said can you do 320 and i said no look i could probably go to 290 but that's it and um so then they've rung them back again, and then they've and then they said, "Look, you know, it's the 21st of December. They just want this done. you know, it's the end of the year, basically. If you can bring it up to 300, it's a deal." So I said, "Okay, we can make it 300. It's a deal." <laughs> 21st <laughs> so,
0: of December.
1: Yeah. So awesome. then um, everyone left, and then the agent said to me, "Oh, look, you know, I'm just I can't believe that they let you get it for that price." He said there was a man here that was going to pay 350 once it was passed in. So I've come home, my JV partner, just she wasn't even at the auction, she just left, you know, left me to it. And um, I've told her the story and she said, well, you might think I'm crazy, but why don't we just sell it straight to this guy that wanted to pay $350 and we don't do a thing to it? And I said, oh, okay, that's a good idea. So <laughs> it is genius, isn't it, Tabitha? <laughs> so... I've rung the agent again. I said, you thought you were on Christmas holidays, but you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Can you ring this guy and ask him if, he, if he'll if he buy it off us for 350? dollars so, so the next couple of days was backwards and forwards, and, and we agreed on three forty six. So we sold it straight to him for 346000 So we didn't have to do a thing to it. Wow. Yeah. And so the profit in that for us was $30,000 because we, we still Costs. paid – Yeah, we still had to pay stamp duty. Um, And and we did look into it as far as seeing if we could do it without paying stamp duty, but uh, we couldn't on that particular deal. And we also paid the agent an agent's fee because he Mm -hmm. put the deal together. So, yeah, so it was $30,000 profit for um, a paper
0: shuffle. Wow, wow. And Mm -hmm. so the first, you, you, you bought it on the 21st of December and when did it go through?
1: Uh, the settlement, I think, it ended up being March, actually.
0: Okay, but but you exchanged contracts earlier, so when
1: did? Uh, no, we. It was all sort of.
0: I'm just trying to work out because you you you, you bought it on the 21st. How long yeah. before it? Um, it was it was sold in March.
1: Yeah, it it didn't settle until March because quite often with the mortgage sales they extend it for yeah, some okay. reason as well. And so, and yeah, so we pretty much settled on it. And then probably a day later, he settled on it.
0: Okay. Okay, great. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And, but it was a, it was a paper shovel. You did nothing for 30K over, over Christmas, Christmas up to March
1: someone asked me um, where you find the mortgagee sales like this. I've actually done a YouTube video on how to find mortgagee sales.
0: um, (laughs) And I think, I think Dibna mentions this as well in the, in the ultimate bootcamp that's on there. She does go through and there's a couple of different um, places as well. You can jump on can
1: even um, just in realestate.com.au in the keywords, you can just write mortgagee. That's a good starting point.
0: Yeah. (laughs) all right cool thank you Shall for we... your
1: they're good thank you <laughs> <laughs> okay
0: cool all right so uh now is that it Did, have you so th- this is this is all up to time so march was a time when COVID hit yeah is that yeah. right okay yes it, it
1: was actually yes so then my JV partner, she's, she's that, that JV partner, she's gone off and bought land. So she's put all of her cash into that. So she's now out of the market, but she's happy. It was her dream. That's what she was working towards. Mm-hmm. So that's really good. I actually started doing some buyers agency work, um, helping helping people to find um, share houses, actually. Houses that could mm-hmm. be turned into um, houses of multiple occupancy. So I did that all through um, last year, the COVID time and the beginning of this year. And... Then I actually had a quite a bad car accident at the beginning of this year, so I was out of action for a few months. And um, so, what I've been doing, was I I have been putting offers on houses. I've decided to joint venture with my son um, mm-hmm. and use his borrowing power. I've put a lot of offers on houses this year, and like in the last two months, a lot, almost like every week, I'm putting offers on houses and being beaten by much higher offers um either owner occupiers or um, interstate investors Mm. so a lot of eastern states investors have like they're just buying up properties all over perth basically because they can see what good value it is and um obviously their equity has gone up so then they've got better borrowing capacity as well yeah so um yeah so but then last i was getting really quite down about putting in so many offers and not being able to move forward and then getting back to like the energy the you've got to keep your energy levels high and positive and that kind of thing um, I've been doing a bit of work on that as well so what's happened over the last couple of weeks is I've just thought I'm just going to let it flow I'm not going to just keep pushing so hard trying to find these houses I'm just going to see I mean, I'm still taking action each day but I'm just going to see what comes a bit more naturally to me so mm-hmm. last week I had an interior designer come to me and say I've got this massive um, houseboat interior design job to do in Broome mm-hmm. and I need someone um, with project management expertise and um, good admin skills to manage this project for me like I need you know, someone to research all the, the different fabric places and all the different things and get everything together for me. So, can you do it for me?
0: Now, now Julie, the interesting thing is when you're mentioning this, Suze, who's been typing in here, is sitting there clapping. Oh. <laughs> she's doing it clapping like yes yes another one another one it's like your your networking skills are working and then suddenly people are coming to you so yeah.
1: yeah and then this week um i've had a couple of guys that have been doing a reno and they it's just taken a lot longer than what they wanted and they're struggling and they're a bit overwhelmed with it so they've come to me and said look can we just get your services um to help us get back on track get the budget on track get the accounting done and the timeline so yeah I'm helping them too so I feel like I've got this sort of like little um admin consultancy or whatever you like to call it I'm not really sure what to call it at at the moment but these are the types of opportunities that are coming to me at the moment so that's what I'm going with and I'm enjoying it because I'm solving I'm helping people solve problems as well Mm, so mm. um and I'm using my expertise to do that
0: fantastic Hmm. Fantastic. That's so cool. So cool. So if you were to have a look at um, the seven deals and so forth over that, have you done a calculation of what it all works out to be?
1: Yeah, with the buyers agency, um, you know, um, uh, fees that I've been paid as well, it's come and with my parts of the um, joint ventures and and profits, I think it adds up to about $250,000 that I've made. Yeah, and awesome. and that wouldn't awesome. have been possible without me going to that boot camp um, in Sydney that Dimpler did. Uh, this has been actually yeah, over yeah. nearly ten years. Probably no, probably yeah. yeah, probably nine years. So it has been a while. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. But then, yeah. Was, then the other thing is that a lot of those deals are no money, no money down for you.
1: Yeah, all of yeah. them. Yeah, most of them. Yeah. Yeah, except yeah, the very first one that we bought.
0: Yep. Yep. Um, when it comes to the training, what's the thing that really is the most exciting thing for you with DITMAS training?
1: Yeah, what I what I got really excited about um, when I learnt, you know, DITMAS strategies was um, you can look at a property and there's just so many different creative strategies that you could potentially employ or engage. Um, and that's what I really like. I like to just um, create something out of nothing, I suppose, Or what what other people perceive as not much, and then just see what you know what you could do. So even just like with when you're renovating, so like if you can't sell it, you've got option two. You could just rent it out. Positive geared, of course. So I always make sure that um, as my option two, if we can't sell it, that it's going to be positively geared. Mm -hmm. Um, Then there's the you know, HMO strategy, there's the you know, share, share houses uh, room by room, there's the Airbnb strategy, and that's just all out of doing a renovation. Then when you start bringing in the subdivision um, you know type stuff that you can do on a property as well. Um, the other thing that I get really excited about is when you see a duplex that's being sold on one title. I, I love the paper shuffling idea. I love the idea of being able to, you know, like say, do a renovation on a duplex and also do a strata titling of it so that you've actually got two titles so that you've, you, you're just stacking up as Jim says, just stacking these strategies all the time, but having this open mind to all these strategies that can be employed. And then of course, then you, you know, when you start going into commercial, then, then your mind's just blown with the amount of things that you can do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, uh, one of the things I want to know is um, how is your life different now?
1: Well, yeah, so I'll tie Suze's question into that as well. Like okay. uh, when, when I've done my dream boards and my visualisation about what my life will be, you know, right back at the beginning, it would be, I'm living in a really nice um, like coastal home by the beach. I can go to the beach every morning and go for a swim walk along the beach, um, have my time, use my time each day doing the stuff that I want to do. And, you know, beautiful garden, got veggies and fruit and stuff growing as well. So when I look at where I'm now living and and the life that I'm living, that is exactly how I was visualising it and how I've been putting it on my dream boards. So, yes. I am living in my dream home
0: (laughs) and having a dream life. (laughs) Uh, Awesome. Now, did did you want to describe a little bit about what it's like to have the change of confidence from when you started as well? Because I think that that's a real important way that, like you, you're now saying, "Oh, yeah, I can do that. I can do anything." That there's these <laughs> kind of little catchphrases that come out, you know, when when you're talking, that make you seem like you've just you've got amples of confidence, and there's nothing that you can't go out and do. And I don't. I don't is there anything else you can tell us about how that has occurred and and how you're yeah. thinking and, and your attitude is different? Well,
1: um, I really was committed to getting out of my comfort zone, so. I knew that I needed to to break out of that non-confident um, space and feeling small and feeling like everyone else is better than me. Um, I knew that I needed to really step out of my comfort zone. So I've done a lot of work on that. Um, you know, I've done personal development courses that are hard, you know, like they make you step out of your comfort zone. Um, what else have I done? And I've just taken action, you know, like I'm so... When I said that I'd set the goal to put an offer on a property by the end of the year, I set it in such a way that I, I honour my word to myself. So mm-hmm. I set the goal, if I don't put an offer on a property by the end of this year, I will jump out of an aeroplane because I'm absolutely petrified of jumping out of an aeroplane. So I thought that is the scariest thing that I can do that I do not want to do. And I will honor my word to myself. If I don't put an offer on a property, I'm going skydiving, which scares the shit out of me. (laughs) Mm. So um, yeah, just getting out of my comfort zone a lot.
0: Yep, Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, Awesome. Awesome. Um, So what advice would you give to like, you know, like we've got, we've got some new students and obviously some students who know you very well as well, that are kind of giving you nice supportive kind of things. What, um, uh, Mark said self-blackmail yes. lol. <laughs> yes, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> so well, what what advice would you give to to, to someone who's starting out, possibly a yeah. new student? We've got some new students here as well. Um yeah. what, what would you say? What would you say to them if they're just starting out?
1: Get clear on your strategy. And like particularly if you know, if you're looking at all these big deals that people do, like I know that Mark does amazing deals um but they're, they're too big for me to contemplate especially if I was a first for you know like first getting into it so if, if you only want to do small deals which is like what I did but don't limit yourself to small deals if that's not what you want to do but um decide whatever it is that you're going to do and start taking action on that but you've got to take action you've got to talk to people so I find sending texts and emails that doesn't count you've either got to ring and speak to someone or go into their office and talk to them. And I I actually think when they see you is, um, is the best, you know, Mm. I know that at the moment you can't always do that, but um, if you can, that's, that's what you should do, but definitely call them. Um, Don't hide behind your little, you know, phone typing or, you know, email (laughs) typing or whatever. You've got to get out there. You've got to put yourself out there.
0: And that and that boosts your confidence too, isn't it? Yeah. You have to you really have when to... you
1: get good feedback, you know, like I, I didn't know what I was gonna do when I walked in there. Like I just felt like a phony, like, oh hi, I'm a renovator and I'm, I flip houses. And I just thought they were gonna just chase me out of there. And she said she sat me down and she said, Oh, I'm I'm your man. <laughs> I'm your partner, I'm gonna find this for you.
0: Yeah. So and, and she did. And she did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How cool is that? How cool yeah. is that. Uh, awesome. Awesome. Um, and, uh, and what would you tell um, others about the community? If you're meeting somebody else and so forth about the, about Dimpna and the yeah. I love real estate.
1: Which I do. Um, anyone that says, have you, you know, what do you think of Dimpna? Have you heard of Dimpner? Whatever. I just say, yes, it's the best value um, course that you could ever do. It's the best course in Australia. Um, yeah. Hands down. Basically the The information that is shared um, is fantastic. But, yeah, like all of this, this ongoing um, connections uh, type stuff that is happening all the time is amazing. And also, um, particularly in Perth, we have quite regular meetups with um, people from this community. So we are a really – we're a close community. It's really good. And we all help each other out. And, um, you know, love to welcome new people in as well. It's really good. Yeah.
0: It's actually yeah. a really good point because there, there are meetups around Australia. So if yes. you haven't already, uh, jump onto the website under the community tab and it will have where those meetups are. And obviously, you know, you want to we want to join a meetup and 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 Perth does have a very strong kind of community spirit because you're a little bit further away. And so yes. you've connected quite a lot um, yes. there. So, and it's really good to see. I know that, uh, you know, um, it's it's tougher when you travel to go to events so i think that that brings that a bit of a bond as well so yeah yeah. it does
1: it's really cool
0: awesome uh now i think sarissa was saying did you do a project management course to do project management or is that already in your skill set or
1: no uh, (laughs) no (laughs) um but i have been a mother of three children coordinating <laughs> coordinating timetables and like after school sport and um you know having to be organized basically and fit in work and all, all the rest of it so to me that's a skill um Absolutely. that can be transferred
0: i love it i love it that's what dimna says as well if you're if you're a mother that's it project <laughs> management skills you have them <laughs> don't, don't ask don't do a course <laughs> yeah. no
1: nah, you don't need to And then I I actually went on to Excel online and found a template that made sense to me um, and then used that as my project management template.
0: Yep. Awesome. Mm. Awesome. Julie, thank you so much. I think we're getting pretty close to the hour now. So I really appreciate you taking the time out um, at such a last minute as well. Really appreciate it. And if anyone else wants to ask something, please do so now, uh, or if you do want to just like share, um, has this been inspirational? Has it been insightful? Did you want to say anything and share it? Cause I know that Julie, you'll probably kind of be looking at the comments as well. Um, yeah. Tap it so, in, let us know.
1: Yeah. Um, Suze is asking about the trust setup. I still find it difficult to get my head around the trust setup. Um, so I've just set one up with my uh, for my son for, uh, because I want to do a JV with him. So I just got on to... Pacific Law and um, the IPS structures people anyway. Um, Investor
0: Pacific so Structures. Yes. Yeah. Is yes. IPS. It's a combination of Pacific Law and Wisdom Accounting, the two together. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um,
1: um, I just use an Excel template for my project management. I don't I don't I don't pay for subscriptions if I can help it. I you know, I just use the free tools that are out there as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Send the link to my email for tonight. Oh, that, that's yes. for me.
0: Yes, sorry. It's addressed. Sarasa, watch out for the emails coming out from, from DIPNA. They have the links for tonight one, but, will, but don't worry. We'll make sure we get you there as well. Um, and there's a lot of other comments as well. Definitely has been inspirational. Thank you, guys. It's from Mandy. Um, and then being a mother is the ultimate project manager. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thank you, Jane. <laughs> uh, good 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 all right excellent well look we'll leave it there thank you so much for joining us um for everyone here whether it be on facebook and, and zoom really appreciate it julie thank you so much thank, thank you, thank you so much for sharing thank um it's been thank it's been really well. good to 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 catch up with you and um and it's been really insightful and um and and as you can see it's it's been really inspirational for everyone as well so um uh keep on doing well. And I just, I, l- I love the fact that your, your confidence is totally turned around, your attitude is to- to- totally, you know, turned around and you're, um, and you're living the life that you want to live. So yeah. fantastic yeah. to hear. Fantastic to hear.
1: Thank
0: um, you. Uh, okay. Excellent. Well, look, we're all done here. So thank you so much. Have a, a- fantastic uh, rest of the friday um we do have the ultimate Bootcamp, which is on again tonight so make sure you join again tonight at 6 6 p.m and it is going to be over the weekend and of course we have the super conference next weekend
1: yes looking forward to that too
0: that's yeah that's that is huge and this is going to be yeah this one's going to be interesting because it's a hybrid of live and virtual and we've got finalists and everything so it's going to be a there's lots of juggles going on behind the scenes, if, you, if you're wondering. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Okay, cool. Um, Julie, thank you so much.
1: Thank you.
0: Very much. Appreciate it, everyone. Thank you. We'll leave it there. Have a fantastic Friday afternoon. We'll see you online tonight, if not sometime soon, for sure. Okay. See you Bye, now. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.